There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions, satisfaction guaranteed. What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy, Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports, talking to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up, be hearty, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me oddies, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time little things huh? details and zach every day you build you got to build a foundation man that's what we're doing here as they take you on a journey discussing front office moves game breakdowns and interviews so gotten down the hatches and get ready to set sail it's time for book.podcast What's up, everybody? It's your boy, High C, coming to you live from STLR Sports Talk Studios. It is Buck That Podcast, which means it is Tuesday. It is September the 17th, slightly after 7 o'clock. You know, a couple of us got off of work late. So, you know, we had to kick it back a little bit before we jumped on. But, you know, we had to get everything together. No big deal. Join you heard that 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 sexy voice in the background. We got Zach in the building. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing uh, wonderful. Got my belly's full from that nice uh, hot dog meal that we just had Tony's down there. At Chicago Tony's Chicago beef. Mm. There we go. Very good. Had a burger. It's pretty good. It wasn't medium rare like I asked for. I got the sun finally setting down over your bald glistening head. It'll be really glistening tomorrow after. Today is a good day. Our sponsor Fresco Fades. Make sure if you want to call in and chime in on our. You know, topics, 941-822-0715, that Fresco Fades phone line. Frigger, frigger, Fresco. Make sure you hit us up. Um, if you got any pest or termite solutions, 
excluding all baby mothers and baby daddies give our boy tim owner and operator carefree pest and termite solutions a call 941-556-9019 but uh good news the bucks you're not gonna introduce eddie oh yeah eddie yeah man he forgot all about me and everything looked at me like nine times i thought i did that already no he didn't. It's the sun glistening off of Zakari's forehead, man. It shine back at you. Yeah. Blinded you. <laughs> Blinded you. We do got my boy Eddie in the building. How you doing? Hey, they're just mad at me because I picked the Bucks to win last ah. week, and they're still salty <laughs> as fuck, man. Come on, man. They're mad, too. No mommies. Y'all didn't have faith in them boys, man. That was a good game, though, huh? Listen. It's not that I didn't have faith in them, and I, it's, not, it's not that I didn't want to pick because I almost did. I really you were almost looking did. at it. You looked. At I, it. I was thinking about it, but I did say even last week. I said, look, statistically, you know, saying the home team usually wins those games, and that's le- the legit reason why I even went with it because you know usually what like eighty five percent of the time the home team wins. You don't usually get the best performance out of both teams yeah. on a Thursday yeah. night. So this is my real question: Did the Bucks win the game, or did Carolina lose it? I think a little bit uh, of both. The, the Bucks won the game. You think so? Oh yeah, they deserve to win that game. They deserve it. Yeah, Carolina did not lose that game. The, they Buc- just the Bucks won that game. Right. Did you watch the whole game? Yeah. How mad were you when the the rain delay came on? I wasn't really mad. I was more mad about the coverage. I didn't think the the coverage was up to par. They I said back th- in the day they used to only use two cameras. Well, that may be the case, but. So it felt One nostalgic. of the cameras wasn't a uh, a like drone like camera that's hovering over the field. That's yeah. one of the cameras they were using. Yeah, yeah, because so. the people couldn't actually be out there in the the lightning with it, right? They couldn't have the wires. Yeah, but then they came back from the rain delay and they were still using the same cameras. Hmm. It's like they brought the fans back. It was okay to bring the players back on the field and start the game, but it it took them like another ten minutes or so to bring the other cameras and get everything going. They had to wake up the meteorologist, man. I guess. Get everybody call. to their stations. Yeah, he had to make that call. I hate rain delays. Yeah. I had to deal with that with my boy, uh, Le Perry. Went and watched him play this weekend. Plays for Sun Devils. They had a game down in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. Game before his had a little bit of a, a rain delay. When I say a little bit, like 40 freaking minutes. Jesus. So their kickoff for his game wasn't, you know, it was like an hour or something late. Uh, they finally, you know, got kicked off literally r- right before halftime. Like, it's 14 more seconds. Like, just let it run to zero, call an extended halftime. That game, and again, postponed by at least, like, 30 minutes or so. So, needless to say, uh, a game that was supposed to kick off at 5 o'clock didn't end until late, and we didn't even get back to Sarasota at, like, 10 o'clock. Man, rain delays suck, especially yeah. in non, like, NFL stadiums or big big stadiums because there's nowhere to go in the rain. Yeah. I mean, we had a pavilion, so, I mean, we are at least lucky for that. Nice. Have you ever had to deal with that before at a pro stadium? Oh yeah, man. I did at the Bucks stadium one I have. time. All the time, bro. It's actually twice. I, I, I was lucky the one time that I had to deal with rain at the Bucks stadium. It was with my boy Big Rob. We had went to go see the LA Rams game a few years ago, probably like, what, four years ago or something like that. I can't remember who they even had as at a quarterback at the time. Um but we had got club seats. So we had went and seen that game. And it started raining. We just walked right up in the little club level, <laughs> chill. When it got some food, marinated, so covered. We, 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 yeah, we, you know, we were. Hey, covered. if you can afford those club seats, that's the way to go. Well, this is back when we sucked a little bit, so I think they were like, a you know, cheaper. saying, was yeah. that at the old Sombrero? No, it was. It was. I don't at, even think they had club seats over there. I don't even know if they had. I was yeah. just thinking, it's like I don't think they had any kind of uh, like. They had the one like luxury box for like Pepsi or something, and I, like Marlboro. I have never been in the old Sombrero. 
I went to a game there but one yeah, time. This is back when they was taking food stamps for tickets and stuff. <laughs> they were swapping yeah. out. But like, look, we'll pay you $10 an hour to come to this That's game. That's right. And we'll give you the shirt. So no. that year we were going to play – or not that year. Um, in 1997, I think it was, something like that. I broke my leg in playing the Redskins football. And that was a year that we went were to – Were you kicking? No, no. I just got my leg snapped. Pile landed on me. But we were going to the uh, – the Bucks were going to the playoffs for the first time in a while against the Detroit Lions at home uh-huh. in the old sombrero. And we had tickets, and I couldn't go. Oh, you didn't go see I Barry Sanders? my leg, no. Damn. And we won. I think we won. Didn't we win? Yeah, nah, we won. man. They didn't win that game, did they? Yeah, I think we did. Maybe. Not 100% sure on that one. Um, but I do want to get into some current topics. A little trip down memory lane there for me and Zach. And uh, I'm sure if we, we, we you know, started trading stories. I was there when Michael Spurlock got the other the first ever kick return. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, some news around the NFL, not necessarily pertaining to the Bucks, but one cornerback slotted to the north of us, had a little episode in the sidelines, has now officially been requesting a trade, a, a position that, it's been a little rough for us. These guys have stepped up, though, this this new core. Yeah. Under this new defense, they have been looking pretty solid. Running Hargraves out there balling. They've been looking pretty solid. Um, and that's why I would have to say he's well, not. Well, let me, let me, let me ask let a question. Finish. Let the man finish. Okay. If you were the GM, and I want to go with both of you guys, if you were the GM and you got your GM hat on, it's now Z- Zach Kearney, the official GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Making decisions for the whole team. Are you pulling the trigger? No. On a Jalen Ramsey no. trade wire, why not? I'm not pulling the trigger. One, I just invested three picks in this last year's draft, okay. two the year before, in young cornerback and safety depth for this team, and I like what I see so far. We're one of the top defenses in the league. We might not be getting the sacks and all the turnovers, but as shutting far as yardage and points, we're shutting teams down right now, and we're shutting down uh, high-powered offenses like Carolina Panthers, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay, I like. And we that. don't need that headache. All right, we don't need that on our team right now. We've well, got a good chemistry going on. There's other needs. Listen, that, I'm an, F- high I'm a, an FSU fan. I'm a Jalen fan, not really, because I because I don't like him. I want to delve on what I want to delve on what you said here in a minute. Um, I do want to get Eddie's opinion before I give mine. Would you pull the trigger, Eddie Cavazos, now the official GM, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Are you pulling the trigger on a tr- or trying to kick the tires? I think last year I would have. That would have been a top need, but not this year. Okay, good answer. Okay, I, I think that would have been a great need last year, and I would have I would have sold my soul like I would have picked him up. Right. But I think this year, the way the team's gelling, and like Zach said, we have made a big investment in the secondary. I would love to have Jalen. Jalen, nah. I agree. Maybe the guy who's underneath his name. Okay. That's that's my to have. All right. Now, I would have to agree with you guys as far as because, he, you know, he, he did show up to the team facility in a Brinks truck. Um, my boy's saying he, he wants to be paid like the top cornerback in the league, which quite arguably. You know the Bucks ain't got that money. He's, he's the, I would say he's definitely top three, if, if not number one, at currently. Um, How much money do you think he makes this year? I actually read that it's seven, seven point something million. Mm-hmm. Seven point four million. 
And then he goes yeah. up to 13.7 next, next year, year for his fifth-year option. For his fifth-year option. But he wants to be paid like some of the other ones yeah. that are closer to the 20 mark. And unlike a, a position like a running back, where I kind of think that the running backs have a, a point when they – are two, three years into their rookie deal and they've proven themselves already, yeah. like a Saquon Barkley or a Zeke Elliott getting a new deal. Even a, a Melvin Gordon, even though I think he's kind of crazy because he's given up so much money that they've already offered in like $10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say. I right. lost it. Um, I, but but what you, one comment that you had kind of said that I want to touch on was the fact that you had said something about uh, – like something about him like being a distraction and stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think Doug Marone's a garbage ass coach. He might, yeah. he might as he's well sorry, be. Boy. But the he, fact he's that the bills. The fact so, that matters, he's getting in arguments with his players and, and Jalen's in altercation as well. Yeah, and I mean whatever it was about. And he's been verbal, like you said. He showed up to a training camp for the Brinks truck. But I think that's necess- I don't think that's necessarily. It's, it's it's like the the Belichick effect, right? People who are are known to kind of be outgoing or have like certain issues, or you know, uh, that are considered maybe not the best locker room guys. You go to that locker room yep. and you act accordingly. Yeah. Um, I do feel that Bruce Arians is a coach that holds that kind of weight. He does. I think Todd Bowles is a coach that holds that kind of weight, and and wouldn't tolerate that. And I think behind closed doors, if if, if hypothetically speaking, this was to go down. They would be the kind of guys that would be like, look, we ain't having that shit. You act right. We're going to get you right at some point with this contract. But you just go out there and perform your job and what we brought you in here for, and let's make this shit happen. I think that would be the kind of conversation they would have, you know, more or less in that situation. But I do agree with you guys. Um, with It's like Daryl Reed's 2.0, though. Yeah. Just a younger version. Younger yeah. version. I don't I, think he's that shut down, though. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm not a Florida State guy, but. but he's pretty shut down. Um. <laughs> One one area in, of improvement that I think we could improve on, um, and basically depending how it's going, I don't think Trent Williams has even came back to the to the Redskins yet. Nope. He may be a guy, as in this next month when it gets a little closer to the trade deadline, maybe you try to maybe you try to snag snag him for whatever you can get from him because he's obviously not going to come in. He's going to try to walk. Would you give up a second rounder for him? My my problem is not draft capital that you have to give up. It's the money that we're going to have to pay him. He's a left tackle in this league. He, Donovan Smith just got paid as one of the highest left tackles in the league. So now what are you going to do, move Donovan to we the right side? We got $13 million that we can cut by just getting rid of JPP. That's great and all. I'm just saying, are you going to invest that much money in two tackles, two left tackles? You, I mean, you just got done investing, what, $14 million a year into Donovan Smith. You want to take arguably more than that because I'd say that Donovan Smith is garbage compared to what Trent Williams is. I mean, could you move one of them? He 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 probably is, but I don't think that Trent Williams is also the, the long term solution. Neither neither do I. That's why Be, because he's a guy he's a guy that can come in that can help solidify that line. And maybe you make that adjustment, move Donovan to the right tackle, but you kind of have Trent help, you know, mentor him to get him to that level where we want him at. Well, I mean, Trent's only, what, 29, 30 years old, so it's not like he's that old. I think he's 31. Yeah, he got a couple years left. Yeah, I would say he's got maybe three or four years left. If you, maybe. You know, if you can find Who's a better team. lineman than, than him out there right now that you could take his draft, you know, take as a trade? 
I mean, I don't know who's available, but I mean, the only person really available for a trade that's been out there is Trent. But we don't even know if he's available for a trade. He's just available because he's sitting there like Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is somebody that I definitely wouldn't even want to kick the tires on. No. Um, no. But in my opinion, I, I kind of, you know, I brought up JPP. It kind of leads us into this next topic. Um, do you guys feel that JPP is expendable at this current time? Mm. You know, honestly, I would say at this current time, yes. So what what's the guaranteed numbers that that we would get back for cutting him? As far um, as I, I think as far as his con- uh, contract go, it's not fully guaranteed. And the only reason why you do that now is because you'd want to make a move to free up room for said a trade or something like a that. trade. Yes. If you're not going to just cut him just to cut, you've gone this far with JPP in this process. You're going to see it through. It, Arians knows what he wants, and he's the one making this call. Um, so, let me ask you something real quick on air. Uh, my boy Daniel Hodges is, is hitting me up right now. Um, he wants to know about the the football picks. We are no longer doing the Thursday pick, correct? I mean, that's just something I threw out there. Well, I want to know because if not, then we got till Saturday for people to if get. If everybody's okay up. with that, then then yes, I would like. I'm to cool move with in that the, I, I'm cool with the no no Thursday night games, and I think a lot of people. Would, I think it'll simplify everything. It'll give people a chance to actually think about their picks because things happen from Thursday. Well, I mean, to case Sunday. case in point, I mean, I mean, not like you couldn't reach out to us and change your pick before the game, but like, what's the name? Uh, Sam Darnold had mono. Yeah, and and ended up you know being a scratch before the game, but that wasn't something that was released when you picked your picks on Thursday. So I mean, I definitely yeah. think you know if if it, it'll give us a chance to make the pool bigger, I think as well too because just do a Thursday on its own. Pe- people aren't starting to nah, just eliminate it because it's, it's, it's hard for people in the middle of the week to be thinking football. That and sometimes people don't get paid till Friday yeah, or whatever. You know, what saying it, it gives people till Saturday to get sheets yeah. turned in. So I, I like it. So, Daniel, I will get you those those picks, but we're not going to be doing the Thursday night picks anymore. It'll be just be the Sounds Sunday and good. Monday. I'm happy about that. I like it. I, I'm very happy about that. You or if you just want to, I mean, or if you just want to look it up on ESPN and give me look at the schedule and just send me the picks that you want, I'll fill out your sheet. Yeah, I mean, I do that too with my friends. If you know, they just want to send you picks, and we'll write it down, take a screenshot of it, so yeah. you know what you have, and then put it in the bank. Sounds good. Yeah. What were you saying, Eddie? Said you win those picks last his week. Wife, his wife did. Uh, yeah, my wife did. And the week before, we just played for fun, and I won. Yeah, he, he but it doesn't game. usually go like that when I'm playing with these guys, and I'm playing with pops and, and hope because they usually have some kind of cheating ass way that they <laughs> they, uh, they they got the they, algorithm. Yeah, they got an algorithm or something. They he, she zigs, he zags. Then they go in on like certain games together. It's it's like and then they win. It's like a conspiracy. Every week. It is kind of a conspiracy. But, but we I'm scared. To prove them we wrong. scared to say something because none of us want to get grounded for the games. <laughs> 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 to try to set us to bed with no dessert. <laughs> but uh, Thursday night's game game recap. Uh, what you think about JPP? Uh, oh, do I, I I mean he is expendable if we were to uh, make a move. If we need to make a move for like some kind of trade, um, other than that, like. Kind of like what Zach said. What would you I, trade for? The tackle, probably. That's that's probably his thought. Tackle, center. Trent Williams. Maybe tight end. Not sure. I'd maybe trade a tight end right now. <laughs> and it ain't Cameron Bray. Nope. OJ. Everyone, boy, yeah. let me stop. I mean, if I trade, I would trade. For, I mean, I can't give you a name off the top of my head. Um, I, I would trade to make room for some kind of lineman. 
if if that was something uh, like a possibility. But anybody that would probably uh, would be trade eligible from another team, I don't feel like it would be. Uh, you know, obviously Larry Tumsil is out of uh, the Miami Dolphins, but it wouldn't be somebody of that caliber. I think it would just be like it would be a, a guy that maybe has like a high ceiling that we might not even need to free up the $13 million to even get them because we still got like three-something out there. Do the Dolphins trade every single one of their players this year? No, they can't. <laughs> I think What's still, the record I, for most amount of trades? I think there's a couple guys out there that can still trade, one being Xavier Howard, and I wouldn't even throw it past them if they traded Josh Rosen. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm serious. Like I'm not, but if you got you got to give the guys a good, you know, an A plus so far for what they've been able to get for who they've traded. If you look back at what Gruden got uh, for like Mac and, and Cooper and stuff like that, the Mac like, trade was like the worst they, trade ever. Well, he got two first round picks for that. Are they going to be Khalil Mack? I mean, yes and no is a bad trade. Remember the Herschel Walker but, trade. What what the Dolphins are getting for the guys that they're getting uh, giving up right now is just a robbery. They're racking up first and second round picks left and right. They've now I think gotten three first round picks and like two second round picks. Yeah, but the thing about it is like, is the draft for, for mediocre ca- players except for Larry Tunzel? Is the draft capital even that like big next year? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger just went down with a with an elbow problem. Now you're going to have Mason Rudolph in there, a second, third year, what, third year quarterback, I mm-hmm. think he is, uh, coming out of Oklahoma State. He's going to be running this offense now. Is that he a plus? I, I don't know if that's a plus for the Steelers. Would they be a playoffs team with Ben? Yes. Are they with Mason? I don't know. So that's going to slide them down as far as their win loss, and therefore their draft is going to be slotted down maybe, I would say, 10 to 15 range in between oh, yeah. there. Miami got a good pick. Yes, definitely Miami has. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yes, Miami definitely has. That may pick. be top. And 10. I'll even throw in. How about I throw in another Captain Obvious pick in the New York Jets? I think they've definitely uh, last night shown with the breaking of Simeon's foot, which was gruesome to watch. Yeah, I didn't see nasty. it. He he broke his foot. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was official. I haven't heard the word, but I know it's out there. But it, what I saw, it, I don't know foot? how he it, he has to be gummed not to have a broken foot now. I'm telling you, it was that bad. It was that bad. When the announcer's just like, okay, we're going to go to break now. <laughs> it's like, it's bad. It was bad? Yeah. I'm going to see it. Oh, you're not going to like it. No, you're not going to like it. Um, but but the Thursday night game, somehow we are able to uh, contain Chris McCaffrey to a low amount of yards. They put hands on that boy, man. Yeah, early on, they, they, put were, hands they on were feeding McCaffrey, and he had – one run maybe of success. Other than that, I mean, 16 carries for 37 yards, 2.3 yards a carry. This defense shut him down all facets of the game. And I also thought that the Panthers kind of got away from McCaffrey once he kind of got shut down. I don't think they – like in the second half, it seemed like Cam was just throwing an awful lot. He was trying to spread it out too. Forcing Cam into 51 throws on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did not throw an interception. Therefore, we did not, you know, get an interception. That's, that's, that's North Turner too. Now, he didn't call a good game. Well, I mean, I, I thought he still was able to move the ball around a little bit. 
Uh, you just said it, bro. You didn't feed the ball to McCaffrey. Okay, so he didn't you know, do it maybe, a few times. Maybe you're right. Maybe Keep you're right. Keep going with it. Keep also going thought with they didn't target him very much in, in the passing game either. Only uh, two catches for 16 yards from He McCaffrey, came up off of is. 200 yards and you barely use him? I, I don't know. kept trying. But let me pose this question to you. Do you guys think it's more or less what the Bucks defense was scheming? They schemed. The, the shutdown just McCaffrey. I said beat us with Cam. Basically? Yeah, I said beat us with Cam. And he failed. <laughs> he yeah. did. He did, man. Other did. than McCaffrey, uh, the Olsen. run the run game though was was stagnant yeah. for the Panthers. I mean, Olsen did good. I don't know where we're at right now as far as uh, rushing giving up, but I would have to say we're top ten. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. In the league, they're definitely top ten. They've shut down it, all preseason and training camp, man. They they played strong against the run. Yeah, we are top ten. There's a there's an article in that I have in the book that podcast. We are officially in the top ten. I mean, look look who you got in the middle. You got William Golston, Vita Via, and Sue. Those are three really big people that you got to push your line against to get through. There's not a lot of gaps against those guys. And then you got fast linebackers coming around the edges. They're lighting some people up, we're man. The, we're the eighth overall uh, defense right now in the league. And that's only because we played two games. Yeah. If they shut down Saquon Barkley and they hold him to, what did we say, 125? We'll, we'll get to the over-unders. Yeah, but, but you know, if they hold him to, to, a, to a decent amount, man, are you talking good defense then? Yeah. I think you would have to. Uh, hmm. Are they up there, though? You shut down McCaffrey? Here's one, here's one thing, though. Personally, I think that I think uh, the, the McCaffrey victory over him – is going to hold more weight this year than us stopping Saquon Barkley, just based on the fact that they actually do have a they they have a better receiving core right now mm-hmm. in uh, in Carolina than I feel that the Giants have currently on the roster. They, you know they lost Odell Beckham, um, Sterling has been banged up. They got Golden Tate on suspension right now, so they're really kind of you know they, they're trying yeah, to sign people over they, there. They, they got a they got a wide receiver core that's like a patchwork right now. So I, I do feel with that reason, even though their their offensive line is playing better than they have in the past, I think with the lack of quarterback play, the lack of receiver depth, I think that does play into a little bit of Saquon's numbers as he's kind of gotten a slow start, similar to a little bit. Uh, I say a better start than Mike Evans. But he's kind of a slow start for what we're used to seeing from Saquon because I think, you know, those teams that are facing those guys able to stack, you know, seven, six, seven in the box, you know, play some some zone or however they do their defense and kind of uh, shut down those receivers and well and still have enough guys to put a, put a body or a hand on uh, Saquon and not let him get too much. So I, I think at this year currently, even though still stopping Saquon would be huge oh, yeah. for the Bucks. Um, who last year in their uh, defense really wasn't uh, a very relevant defense. Yeah. So you are we still, are we going to the Giants game? Or are we? No, we, we were just talking. Okay. So back to he was talking about the defense. Gotcha. Dude, he, said, he was he said, do we consider it an elite defense if, if they, they stop Bar- if they shut Barkley shut down. Barkley down? So as far as Carolina's rushing game, we were able to neutralize uh, Christian McCaffrey. 2.3 yards to carry. But the Bucks' rushing attack on offense was able to get going mostly uh, due to uh, Peyton Barber. He had mm-hmm. 23 carries for 82 yards. He was running hard, man. Didn't really have a high average, 3.6 yards to carry, but did uh, punch in a touchdown with a long run of that was 16 a good touchdown. yards. 
So he did run hard for us. He has. He also had a couple of nice catches as well. I actually yeah. had, only had one catch, but the, uh, it was for a first down. I remember that um, it was like a, a a shoelace catch down by his feet that he had to make a really tough. It was a really tough catch, but he was able to make it. Um, other than that, question for you guys: Do you like this? Jameis Winston that we saw on Thursday night. Game manager. More than the gunslinger Jameis Winston who is capable of getting you four or five touchdowns, three touchdowns. Or do you like this guy that's going to get you one but not throw any interceptions? I said when you don't have to take the chances, don't take them. If your defense is playing good, your run is decent, and you're moving the ball, you're holding time of possession – you don't need to take any I chances. think the ideal Jameis Winston would be a combination of the both. When you have it and you know you for sure have it, take the chance. If it's not there, don't try to force it and make the smart play and get that, you know, saying eight yard play if possible or whatever if, if the, the deep route's not there. Um we have seen under the the uh dirt cutter offense, you know, we've seen him throw the ball around. We've seen him have some games with, you know, Three four hundred yards. He's had some some really shining moments, but it's just I, I think the decision making process, understanding um, what the defense pretty much take what the defense gives you. And I don't, I don't like to use the 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 word manager or game manager. Just make better decisions. Better decisions. You know, he misses a lot of checkdowns, man. He misses a lot of checkdowns, and then sometimes it's like it's almost like the ego thing. It's like you've been the best at every level up until now. And now, I mean, you're still, even though you're still solid, I mean, you could do better than a lot of people that are in the league right now. But it's like you, you, it's like sometimes like he just forgets or he just feels like he's just that much better. He don't respect the other people. And it's like you almost need to respect, like, dude, everybody in the NFL is in the NFL for a reason, whether it's a number one draft pick or it's some seventh round guy that made the team. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to outbeat everybody. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you, you just got to have some respect, make some better decisions. That's Craig's opinion. That's your opinion. I mean, that's that's your observation of James Winston opinion. as a person. And that's fine. You can have that. I, I think he respects everybody in the league. I think he respects the fact that he has a starting spot in this league. Um, but I think this is more or less directed at his play on the field as of right now and what he did for us on well, Thursday night. When I say respect, it's not like I feel like he's being like disrespectful and saying like, Coming up to the players and be like, well, you're, I think you you're feel a like scrub he, bitch, but he I mean, feels I, like he deserves to be here because he's done so much no, in college. That's no, not what I'm that. saying. That's not what, he got what, I'm sa- what I'm saying is, is that every level that he's been at, when he's been somewhere, he's been the man. And what I'm saying is, you just need to respect the fact that the league is full of 32 teams of the man from somewhere where they came from. But literally so, every other guy that's not named James Winston has come from the same story. Was the man elsewhere, whether that was in high school, peewee football, all the way up into college. There's a reason why they're NFLers. And you're right. And, and, you're right. Why, and the know. smart ones are the good ones. And the ones like Jamarcus Russell or your Ryan Leafs or your Tim Couches are the ones who don't make it. And that's that, the reason that why. That is a great point. But I would also say that Jameis Winston is neither of those. I didn't say he was. I'm saying he just needs to quit. He just needs to play smarter. I'm, I'm not saying okay. like, I, I, I got like I'm not saying like he's coming up to like fucking Jenna Ramsey when they're playing the game and be like, "Yo, your grandma sucks dick" or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, you know. Well, I felt he, like my I'm, question, ta- no, I'm my taking question. it that he was saying not every pass that he's gonna throw is a hundred percent perfect pass to whatever. I want to throw it here. My arm's better than this guy. This is where I'm throwing it. I'm always gonna win every position I've ever or every league I played in. Every year I was always number one. Right. 
yeah, like. And now I'm surrounded by a bunch of number ones. These aren't going to work. Like, for instance, in a college game where your cornerback may have been five yards off your receiver and you throw that pass and you get it there, in the NFL, that receiver who's five yards off could be baiting you and then can make that up and yeah. intercept your your ball is what I'm saying. He has to realize that he's playing against world-class athletes in, in a college era when you're playing certain games, everything's more spread out talent-wise. He has to realize that these are like – you know, 52 of the best guys to make the roster for every team. And everybody, even if he is like that fourth-round guy that you might want to pick on sometimes, you better make sure it's in the right spot or he can probably, you know, he gets paid to come get that ball. It just makes some better choices. Well, just respect. I, I, just, I'm totally with you on that. Make, and, make better decisions. I, and I think we're both on the same page now. And I think, I think we both can agree that James Winston always starts out slow. Every Even in college, time. right? He always started from like behind a lot. Sometimes, it, yeah. Either in the game or early on in the season, it takes him a little bit of time to get into rhythm. He didn't play much in the preseason. We know that. Yeah, it's yeah. Implementation, implementation of this new offense. So I think in, we're all on the same page when we can say 16 for 25 for 208 and a touchdown and uh, 103.4 rating. Is something that we wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more. No, of. but I would still like to see. I would still like to see that guy who gets three touchdowns in the game. And I think that's maybe like that's definitely possible. But I think after what happened in Week One, Bruce kind of pulled the reins on him a little bit and said, "You know what? We're going to manage this game. We're going to throw Payne Barber out there. I don't care if he gets three point six yards to carry. We're going to manage this game by running the ball and making smart decisions downfield and going through your reads properly." Because I think that's one of the problems with the first game, along with guys not making the proper play, like making the catch. Like, like basically, what I'm trying to say is, that I feel I personally feel that Jameis Winston is more than just like an Alex Smith type game manager guy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he does have the big playability um, as, as some guys that we've seen. I mean, I, I feel that he can make some of this. Like, his arm strength is there. I feel like he can make he some just, of those. He can't put I feel that like he can make some of those on. Drew Brees passes. I feel like he can make some of those, you know, I thought, he had, a, passes. I thought he had a lot of those passes in this last game. Yeah. For sure. The passes that he did More crisp. attempt and, and, and complete, he did, you know, he did put a lot of touch on the ball and, and, and with some accuracy uh, his opposer um, I, I do feel that if he, if he plays similar to like this or you know slightly better going forward like he's definitely in well a we're good, gonna have to shape. run the ball and play defense like we've been playing these last two weeks in order to have him be a game manager that's what you need in order to have a game manager i.e like a Mitchell Trubisky you know, who had a uh, really in, bad in Chicago. game. Yes, but then again, he made a throw when it counted and managed that game properly at the end. And then his kicker made a kick, and they won the game with great defense. And then you know, timely plays at quarterback and not making mistakes and, with turnovers. And that's a guy who I don't feel is is nowhere near as good as Jameis Winston, nope. as Mr. Trubisky. Well, that's yet to be seen. I mean, he's only in his what third year now. Um, he's shown signs of greatness, even against the Buccaneers. He threw five touchdowns Why against we us. Bring that so. up, man. We don't talk about the pass out here. I know, but going to our other guy across the field, Cam Newton, and what he did. Uh, he actually uh, attempted twenty-five more, pa- twenty-six more passes than Jameis. So half of more passes than Jameis did at fifty-one passes. Olsen had oh, a dark wing duck game. threw fifty-one passes. So he threw a lot of passes. Cam is like the, one of the most odd players to watch when he's throwing the ball. Like he's like <laughs> he's all or nothing with his throw. When Dude, he threw a couple all. up. They were like ten years just or ten yards short. Like, man, and he looks like he, he's just like he's just throwing with all his might. 
And then it just like goes, like you said, like ten yards to the left of where he's supposed to be throwing, and his guys are just like, "What the hell is going on?" Like that shoulder's wide open. Well, uh, That's one thing I will say though about you know our defense. Yes, we've looked good. We you know we're we're stopping teams and from getting points and so on and so forth. But I did see a lot of blown coverage in this game. A little bit. Where Cam wasn't able to put the ball where it needed to be for his wide receivers to make That's plays. That's those young secondary players, man. They'll get it. Yeah, they will. But I think with a more experienced quarterback, maybe not this week, but maybe so this week, um, we might see problems with that later on in our schedule when we see quarterbacks. If we we, we saw uh, Cam Newton that's on a bum leg, coming off a of shoulder surgery, not in tune with the offense, not having Christian McCaffrey, and then we saw Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of ACL. Like we haven't quite seen the cream of the crop so far this year. If we were to have to face like a a Patrick Mahomes, God help us. He's like matchup proof. Mm. Lamar Jackson. Mm. Some dangerous names right there. Mm. Like, luckily, we don't have to play them. How do we do against a, a healthy Deshaun Watson? I don't know. That's a good question. It is a good question. Luckily, we don't have to face those teams with, like once in a, in a blue moon. Yeah, you put that hopefully by that, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, hopefully, but hopefully by the time we got to find out those uh, answers, we'll have a little bit of a, a, a better team around yeah. Jameis Winston and some of these young guys on the defense. Um, the the one thing that I can say about both games so far. Even though we did lose to San Francisco, the defense looked pretty solid. Um, again, this week looked looked pretty solid. And they looked comfortable out there. Even though, like Zach said, there were some blown coverages, we are getting better, though. Tackling? There's there's better tackling. You know what I'm saying? Each week, you know, there was an improvement this week from last week. Um, Shaq Barrett's been lights out. He, he's, he's our sack leader. He's the only person who has a sack. Only person's had a sack. Sack leader. So, I mean, there, there are some bright spots on this. Uh, you know, But that cannot continue. Probably a guy will, will extend before the end of the year. Or it's, it's definitely mu- resign the offseason. As much as Shaq's been a bright spot with four sacks, three being against Cam Newton and the Panthers in his last game, we cannot continue this trend of only having Shaq Barrett get to the quarterback. We need to find happen. ways to get to the quarterback with other players. They're going to start keying. Probably starting this week against the Giants. They're going to start you keying at on a lot Shaq of those, Barrett. But, yeah, a lot of those sacks, too, he almost just didn't get touched going back there. He has a nice little uh, – he gets really low to the ground. He gets a good jump off the ball. Is able to almost swim to the outside. Every single one of those sacks, he ducked the, the left tackle and got underneath him and around him. It was just quicker so he's going to start getting that double coverage, and that's going to open up somebody else. He's going to start getting that chip with the yeah. tight end or the running back constantly until we're able to prove elsewhere Carl Nassib. Uh, Where's Andy he Nelson. been, man? Where's Carl Nassib? He, he was number two in sacks last year behind JVP. He was, but I think it's a change of the system, different position. He's being asked to drop in coverage a lot more than to just rush and stop the run. I think uh, you got to – Give him some props and this yeah, whole defense. On, he, yeah, he's not there on the, <coughs> the sack radar yet. For the run game, though, they've all played the run very yeah. well. They're um, a wall, bro. They are a wall. But, yeah, the, it's got to change, though. We've got to get some sacks here from other people besides uh, Shaq, Shaq Barrett. Barrett. Maybe we'll see that this week. Maybe we will. But going over our stats, though, for our team defense, though, in rushing yards, we are seventh in the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. I'll and take in, that. In passing, we are 15th. That's not bad. At 471, at 471 yards. So I mean, basically compared middle to last of the pack. year. Well, last year I think it was like 20-something in passing. So like I mean, 27th or 19th. Yeah, yeah, we so were up it's there. Huge, it's a huge improvement so I mean, far. We so were, far. We were giving up record numbers for completion percentage in the secondary. I would say that's changed a lot this year. 
Uh, guys getting a little bit older. Vernon Hargraves, Carl- Carlton Davis has lo- uh, shown us a lot. Hopefully, hopefully some games. of that stuff starts coming together and getting more dialed in as we're talking about. They keep improving throughout the season because you guys know as well as I do, you know, come week 10, come week 12, those guys can make a huge step from already from where we're at, what we've seen so far. We could be looking at a defense pass, you know, protection-wise. Could be top 10 to go around, uh, right along with that top 10. You know, run defense, rush defense. You know, a couple weeks ago on No Boundary Sports Talk, Derek said that the Bucks defense would be a top 10 defense. So far, he's right. And so far, he, he's right up there. I mean, I don't think he's right at. It says there in this this uh, report that I got from Bucks Wire, I believe. That they were 10. They total were, they yards, were, they are eighth. They are eighth. Yeah, total eighth, yards. Eighth best eighth overall. overall, man. Yeah. You, can't, you can't knock that. I mean, as far as takeaways, though, uh, we are – 17th in take takeaways. Right. Well, actually, no, that's from the bottom looking up. So we are 18th in takeaways with three. So that's also got to change as well. We've we got to get will. some turnovers. Well, I mean, I there, were, there were some teams that played the Miami Dolphins. We'll just say that right there. And as great yeah. as Vernon Hargraves was in stopping that, that play, he almost had an interception as well. He did give up a lot of I'll, I'll say this: He he made tackles as soon as his guys caught the ball, but he gave up a lot of, of a lot of plays, a lot of chunk plays. Yeah, they they did. That's one thing I gotta say about the defense. We have 333 yards as a Cam Newton passing, uh, bum shoulder, bum foot, and all. No Christian McCaffrey, but gave up 333 yards, and they dinked and dunk a guy that's using crutches. I thought I saw him running on crutches <laughs> going down the field. And hey, Greg Olson. But Hargrave. Hey, has Greg Olson was getting him, open, man. Like, who runs more like a dad? Him or Jason Witten? Like, that's... Both. Like, who runs... Hey, I think Jason Greg Olson get old, man. He was out there getting it, though. Yeah, he was. He was from that O two 2 class, I believe. O two. I think he broke his other foot. I'm just saying. Probably like, juking out a the, buck. The guy, the guy breaks a foot every single time he steps on the field. That's all right, though. He hey, did have a game, though. But you do got to admit back to the Hargrave thing real quick. Yeah. Is this a better Vernon Hargraves than you've seen any of his other years? Oh, Most yeah. definitely, Not but, far. I mean, you know, I, I say this almost every time we talk Buccaneers and, and Vernon Hargraves. I was never a hater of Vernon Hargraves. I always thought it was the scheme that was holding him back. You're a damn lie, we, man. We, I heard we, you five times. We've both said this, that, that once he got into a scheme that was going to be more complementary to his skill set, which is more of a man coverage for the most part, throw him in man press coverage and allow him to get his hands on the quarterback and not just have to sit back 15 yards off and react. He's going to be up there being the one that's reacting. Yeah, some, guys, some guys like that, that physicality. Yeah, 13 definitely. tackles, two assists. So how are we looking in our, in our uh, over-under from last week? All right, yeah, so we did have an over-under last week. Um, so uh, I know you guys are going to hate this, but I did win – change it the, i think he does points. hey man anybody listening out there we need a uh a legitimate i'll go notarized record every, keeper to take I, listen Linda. these notes because I'll go over each i think and every zach takes one. it home and alters it and changes just makes up questions he's like eddie, just write stuff down like, right. eddie was halfway drunk he ain't gonna realize he ain't gonna remember man he was tired past right. his bedtime time out i'm calling time out challenge flag Listen, this is our first time doing this. So as we go down the scoring, if there's something you guys don't agree with, because I did have some questions, some question marks on a couple of these, we'll talk it out. All right. All right. <laughs> so first one was McCaffrey, 150 total yards over under. Craig took over at a 165. Eddie took under at 119. And I took over at 180. Obviously, at, uh, at McCaffrey, I was going to say Eddie McCaffrey, um, 
Christian McCaffrey did not come close to that. Eddie got the under, so he got one Winning. point. Okay. And then he also got the closest, so I gave him another point. So All that's right. two points for two Eddie points. so far. That's two. Eddie's off to an early lead, but I'm Eddie, just gonna go ahead and cue up my theme music right now. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's for Eddie. It's for Eddie. Don't worry. Eddie comes back down to earth here real quick. Are you uh, sure? Uh, yes. He changed. So it, the next one, this has a question mark on this one. James Winston, two interceptions. Okay. Now uh, Craig took the under at one. I took the under at one, and so did Eddie. He took the over to one, so or under. I so I gave everybody a point for that one because right. everybody took right. the under. So to every one. and everybody had the same number, which was one interception, even though he only had zero. So we all got one point for that one. The next one up is James Winston two touchdowns. Now you took the push at two, so you get no point. He took the over at I three, over. so he gets no point. I took the push at two, so I get no point. Nobody gets a point. All right. How many do you have? One. He had one, one, one touchdown. Yep. Mike Evans, 75 yards over under. Craig took the over at 107. Uh, Eddie took 125 over, and I took an over, too, at 95. But since I was the closest out of those numbers, I got the point. Does that make sense? Sure, man. Go well, ahead. I don't give, give yourself I, a point. I didn't give myself a point for because nobody picked the under for that. But I was the closest in the number of yards. All right. All right. Three to two. <laughs> okay. I, I feel a little hesitation in the room and some some uh, hairs being – some feathers being ruffled. <laughs> uh, next one up was Cam Newton, three total TDs. Craig took the under at two. Um, Eddie took the push at three. And I took the under at two. I believe I didn't give us any points for that. No points for any for nobody because nobody. What Cam have zero? He had yeah he had zero. Okay. Just so, to make sure. So, so far I'm still the loser. Yeah, Cam had zero. All right, next one up was Gerald McCoy, one and a half sacks. Uh, Craig took the under at zero. Eddie took the under at one, and I took the under at one. Craig got two points for that one. And then we all got one point because we all took the under. And, and Gerald McCoy, of course, got zero sacks. Uh, Bucks defense, 300 total yards for the Panthers. Obviously, Cam Newton threw for himself 333 yards. So Craig's under at 275 is a big fat zero. Eddie took 333 for the over. And I took 350 for the over. So Eddie gets a point, and I get two points. One for the over pick, and one for being the closest for total amount of yards. Next, two turnovers for the Bucks defense. Now, we had one turnover. That was it. We, we forced three fumbles. But we only got one. But we only forced one turnover. So... Craig took the push, of course, because he's like to push it like salt and pepper. And Eddie took the three, and I took the one. So that's the under again for another two points, and I got it right on the money. Hey, you need to take a picture of all these for this. It's even better. It's on a Google spreadsheet, so it saves automatically. Man, you can change that. Last and final, Bucks D, three sacks over under. Craig took the push at three, so he gets two points. Eddie took the over at four, so he gets nothing. Man. And, oh, actually, no. 
you, uh, you actually. I get a point. No, you don't get a point. No, because over three sacks, not three sacks. And you took four, so no. And I took the under, so I get a point there. Uh, so the final score is myself at number one with eight points, Craig with six, and rounding up the bottom the of the list who started strong but ended up the loser of this week is Well, hold on. So how do, you, how do you get a point on the sack thing for you being under and he doesn't get one for being over when they had three? Did I say I, I got a point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I didn't get myself a point. Okay. Sorry. I think you did, man. Count the uh, points. I, up. I actually don't know. What's the last point right there that I had before my eight? What two? A two, and that is for the Bucks turnovers on D, which I had the under and one. So I'm on the up and up. Trust me, this fair is this commission is fair and just. So this is your song. Just. So this is Eddie's song this week. This is Eddie's song all the way. Hey, boy, I'm a luchador. Now I don't know if there's a song for second place, but. You can play that if you'd like. That's for you. Look. At least we are the champions for number one, right? I mean, that's me. I mean, Rick, Ricky Bobby said if you're not first or last, though. If you want to play that's my true. champ song, my my winner song. All right, so I, I, I'm not I'm not the official my wiener loser song. This I'm not the official loser this week. I'm happy. You are not the official loser. That is Eddie this week. All right, I can dig it. But there, there hey, is. But, a, but I won where it counted. Are you tallying everybody. up both weeks I together? I won where it counted. What? Are, are, are you gonna are you gonna tally all the weeks together so yeah. we'll have like an official like overall? So that's what's gonna be like yeah, at the end of the career stat. At the end of the we'll do quarter of the season. So right now we're halfway through the first quarter of the season. So we'll, after four games, we'll have after like a four tally games. Up. We'll do a little tally up, a little tally ho, little tally whacker. We'll guy. call it a tally ho because that's like pirated theme, all right. Buccaneer thing, tally right. ho. I think you'd like because your favorite team is tally. But anyway. Speaking of Daniel Jones. <laughs> hey, pardon me one second. That Corona went What through. does that even mean? That Speaking means of Daniel Jones. Do you think he's a tallywhacker? Is that what you're saying? No, that means he's going to be starting this week against us. That does mean he's starting this week. And if I'm not mistaken, which I'm going to go ahead and go to the no boundaries real quick, I think. Yeah, what was our over-under? We, we set it at six, I think, the actual uh, – I think a lot of us – do we all take the under? Daniel Jones over under six games before he starts. Derek took the over at eight. Craig took the under at four. And I took the under at five. Oh, so I got two points. Though. You, you, you did get that two point though. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Derek. You probably still beat me, though. Congratulations on that. Derek, Derek still – he's looking pretty good, though, with the Bucks. D, I said Bucks D 2019 season. Derek claims top D- ten defense. <laughs> what would you say it was gonna be? I think I, I know. I, I said twenty second, and I you said sixteenth, okay. and he said tenth. So, okay. you know, I, it's still gonna be a long season, though. Long season. But one thing before we get into this Giants breakdown of this game here coming up Sunday, um, it's gonna be I think a little bit better of a season for the Buccaneers if you look at the New Orleans Saints now and where they're at with Drew Brees. Uh, it helps. It does help. This team I think is totally different without that aspect of Drew Brees in the offense. One Teddy Bridgewater. Let's just let's just face it. He's hashtag just not good at football. Um, and I think it brings everybody down a, a notch. And Camaras. I think Michael Thomas kind of stays a little bit where he's at, but maybe it's touchdown. Rate isn't the same. It goes down a little bit. 
but I think it notches really on Kamara because I think teams are really going to uh, key on him because he's like one of the only weapons in this offense, and there's no threat of pass. I don't right know. Now. Bridgewater was good before he got that that the injury, the ACL situation. What was that 2014, 15, 16? Yeah, he was balling in Minnesota. That was a that long was time ago. They did have AP done though. Absolutely nothing. The, hey, there, there's a whole week of practice that they got to really get. You're right. In. They weren't you know, ready for him. They, they weren't ready for him. And My point is, that I think it just—it's going to be a little easier now. Uh, I, you know, I knock on wood, and I probably just jinx us right there. I screwed it all up for the whole season. We're going to go two against the Saints, but I oh, just no, think it's no, an easier path when you don't have that 38-year-old genius behind center. Oh, it definitely makes makes a huge. Who difference. literally just picks us apart every single time, no matter what defense we throw at him, he's picking us apart. With Cam, we've got some wins against. With him. Cam, quite possibly, you know, not at 100. percent with Drew Brees missing at least six weeks, I think it does help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out tremendously in this. I think know, we're truly in first place, man. Listen, don't get it twisted. I don't Prove think, me wrong. I don't think Cam had any issues on Thursday night. I think I think he did. I think it's all BS. Maybe he's got a bum ankle, but I don't want to hear the excuses. There's always excuses after he has bad outings. Bro, his that arm defense, was not there. That defense brought it. Yeah, they did. We brought it. And I'll be the first one to say we did not bring it. We brought it on Cam Newton and, and McCaffrey. I was so it. freaking surprised that we were able to um, wrap up McCaffrey. And actually, that'll bring us into our next uh, this week's over unders. Or actually, no, wait. Well, I mean, you know, Daniel Jones obviously getting his first start. Do you want to do the um, over unders now, or do you want to do it after? We'll, we'll do it after the game. Break okay. Down. Question: Do you guys think uh, Eli retires after this year? You think it's yes. time for him to hang it up? Yes. Yeah, I think it's time for him to hang it up, but I don't know if he does. Maybe he might go and pull maybe a year somewhere else. I don't even know if it's – I think he had a year four years ago. Is it too early to say that there might be other teams, the Steelers maybe, that might be putting in calls to the New York Giants saying, hey, what's 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 this looking – you know, what do you need for Eli? Maybe. Maybe if they did, they cool, would think though. about That'd it. That'd be though. cool. If they did, they wouldn't be much for him. Think though. about think it: sixth round, round, seventh round, round pick, yeah. something like that for Eli Manning. You got yourself a Super Bowl winning quarterback that came out the same year. We just went over this, I think, earlier this week. How bunched these quarterbacks are from this draft class, i.e., Aaron Rodgers. Nope, Philip uh, Roethlisberger and Eli Manning all coming out in the 04 draft. And if you look at their all-time stats, they're all kind of bunched up right there along the same lines. So would it surprise me if tomorrow we uh, the, uh, we woke up and Adam Schefter says that there's a deal on the table for the Steelers to send a late-round draft pick to the Giants for Eli Manning? I'm just calling it right now. It's just a year. I'm, just, I'm calling it right now. I mean, they, they did weirder stuff today and yesterday or whatever day it was. They sent a first-round pick to oh, the Dolphins boy. for Mika Fitzpatrick. Not to say that that's not a, a good player, but the problem I see with that is is you got bigger problems right now, and that's your, that's your quarterback position. You need to be addressing that and not worry about your secondary. I understand they just got burned by the Seattle Seahawks, but that is Russell Wilson, who since the 2015 season, I think it is, has the most touchdowns in this league. So there's reasons why you're getting burned. Might be time for a coaching change there, though. In, in, in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh, yeah. Maybe. Mike Thomas wore it out. Um, one thing that, that Zach brought up on the way here, as we get ready to get into this, this game breakdown against uh, the, the Giants, at the end of the day, we haven't had since, what, 2011? Was that stat that you found? One in ten? 
Yeah, so the, the, the Buccaneers uh, against starting uh, rookie or against rookie quarterbacks since the year 2011 uh, are 1 in 10. That's not a good stat. That is not a good stat at all. And the better stat would be who is the one? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Who the hell did we beat? I'm sure with more prep time, I could have found that. Well, we'll give you the answer <laughs> next week to that stat. Yeah, maybe it might be two. I'm surprised it wasn't in that article. You know what? I, I'm just going to call it now before we even break down this game. I'm calling it. It's going to be two. It's going to be two? It's going to be two wins. Two wins and ten losses since 2011. Bucks winning this game. They better, man. So you're giving, you're, you're giving your, your prediction early. I'm giving my stamp of approval, and that might not be a good thing. All right. You're finally going to pick the Bucks hey. to win? Because it seems After like the third everywhere. game? Yeah. As we get finally jumping on. As we get into this game breakdown, for a game goes down four oh five Eastern Standard Time this Sunday. They got some injuries over there. And here listen. So out of their questionable players, Cody Latimer, mm. wide receiver, questionable. Garrett Dickerson, tight end, questionable. Darius Slayton, wide receiver, questionable. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, questionable. Two out of those three wide receivers, never really heard of them. Maybe, you know, a couple of mentions here and there somewhere. The tight end, obviously, probably no big deal. He's probably like a blocking tight end or whatever. They got Evan Ingram. I think they'll be okay in, in that department. But thin at depth, anything to do with passing are the green or the uh, New York Giants? I'm and like for that reason alone, I don't think we really. I wouldn't say we have to. We don't have to worry about it. But I think there's two players in particular that we have to worry about in the passing game, and that's Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. I, I think. I pretty mean, much. last week, what did we say? It was it was um, Christian, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey. This week it's Saquon, Saquon, and a little bit of Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's it's two and a half men. And we haven't been that strong against the tight ends either. And then all of them are. We've always been kind of weak against the tight ends. And I think that has to do with that 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 uh, cover two defense, and and a lot of teams would scheme against the middle of the field and the, and the linebackers not getting back in their depth properly and covering their zone properly. So and that's why we're going to get them this year. I don't I don't know because we still play a lot of of zone with the linebackers. But I think we might benefit with uh, the. I mean, we change. held we held we held George Kittle to uh, you know, we did, and that was very surprising. But, th- but to see a guy literally walking with the tennis balls and the walker out there catching balls for over hundred yards, hey, Wiley like, veteran, Wiley veteran, Olson was due for a, a good Wiley game. veteran, bro. Yeah, but George Kittle is a freak of nature. While like George I, Kittle should have had a better game against us, you know they had some bad penalties. Well, I think I think what it was, and I think we were kind of taking a page out of the Belichick playbook, and that is they they scheme your best player. They take they see what your best weapon is, and we and we're scheming against it. And we've done that the first two weeks. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. This week I has got to be Saquon Barkley. They, they, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, I mean, they they kind of took some of the receivers out. I mean, they you know. Obviously, somebody had to get the ball, and, and Greg Olson didn't have like a fantastic game against us. I mean, six for one ten, he averaged eighteen point three yards a carry. I mean that that's like yeah, he didn't get a touchdown. That is though. a really good game from him. 
Curtis Samuel was all over the field again. Curtis Samuel got five for ninety-one for eighteen point two yards of carry. DJ Moore was was moving the chains constantly. Nine for eighty-nine and nine point nine yards of carry. Other than that, yes, we did not. Ha- we stopped everybody, but I mean, they dinked and dunked. The receivers dunked. were under hundred yards. I think that's still solid. Well, yeah, Greg Olson, like I said, Walker tennis balls was one hundred and ten yards. Man, he's from other- you. That's one of the best all-time tight ends. Listen, the only reason why you disagree with right now is because I was waiting for you just to bring it up, and you just did. I knew you would. For the he's U. from the U. Hey, boy, he's speaking facts. They call it tight end U for a reason. It doesn't matter where you go, what team you play for. If you play for the U, I'll give you a pass. You're a winner. Yeah. You got a pass. Clyde Walfer, Greg no, Olson. Clyde Walford sucks. Uh, I'll say that. If your name was Aaron Hernandez and you played for the U, you would get a pass too. No, he's a murderer. He's a Gator. He man. played for the Gators. My point is, is, is we did give up some big passes. We give up a 41-yard play to Greg Olson. 41 yards. Hey, bro, he was open, man. How do you do that? How does that man run 41 yards down the field and they not They probably get thought he was going to break his foot in the route. They forgot bro. about him. Four, I mean, I understand Curtis Samuel breaking off a 44-yard, but... You could... We, <laughs> you <laughs> better not do that this week. Hey, his vein locked up you, on his forehead. You ever, you ever burned some food before, bro? You made an accident, dog? I guess. I mean, you, that's like you ever everybody thought you fell had a down. Fart? And like, you ever thought you had a fart and it was a shark? And this no. came out with a surprise. No, I've happened, never, bro. I've never had that. Why is it gonna happen to you twice tomorrow? Story you of take your extra life, underwear. I, guess, I don't know. You never been guarding somebody in football? You trip over the little sprinkler system? Come on, man. Listen, I realize you know you're gonna give us some yardage. You're stopping the best player. You're stopping the run game. You're making him one dimensional. He's gonna have to pass the ball if he's gonna complete balls. He's gonna give up yardage. We're, I mean, we're gonna give up yardage as a team, and and we did. I just didn't like the chunk plays. It was the Ben, the break. forty-four, the forty-one yard plays, the the bigger plays is what I did not like. How but did they lose? How many touchdowns did Chris McCaffrey have? He had zero. Exactly. And Cam had zero, zero. as well. Speaking of Jamel Dean being out. He's out. Speaking of Devin White being doubtful and Blaine Gabbert questionable, not very many. That was energies. scary when when you see him go out like that. Not very many injuries for the uh, and, and Jamel Dean is not necessarily out. He's questionable. Devin White's doubtful. So it didn't look good out. when he went down in the game though. When and when he tried I, to get up and he couldn't get up. When I saw him down, I just like oh, I just started thinking back to the 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 scouting reports of him and, and the ACLs and the knee injuries in college, in college and, and why he wasn't a first-round pick is because of these injuries. And that was just kind of like a little flash, like oh, hopefully he did not like tear an ACL or something. Hopefully, he But he did. didn't, though, right? It was, nah, just, he's not, uh, it was just a little sprain. Minor, minor. Yeah. Minor MCL sprain. Put some Vicks on it, rub some dirt on or, it. Be or, right. it put, like, like Chris Rock says, put, put some tussin on it. it. Just roast and tussing on it. You'd be all right. Mexican people, we put Vicks. Vicks on everything? Vicks on everything, man. You're sick, Vicks. You got cancer, Vicks. Can, can we talk about one guy, though, that I just absolutely love on the Carolina Panthers defense before we get into this other game breakdown? That's Luke, Luke, Luke freaking Keekly. Like, this guy, I'm sure he gets a concussion a game, but this guy is out there <laughs> tackling everything hey, that he is walks. a football player, bro. Yes, he is. He is he's a like football a, player. Like, he's a guy you could throw back into, like, the old days. and that's he, he, If you put him back in Dick Buckus' uh, shoes. He can play. 
you'd be talking about Luke Kuechly like they talk about Dick Bucket. Yep. Like, it's like the Watts brothers, too. He's going down in history. Not quite. Oh, yeah. But it's somewhat good analogy. J.J. is going to be a Hall of Famer. His brother T.J. is yet to be a, He just determined. started out, man. He's yet to be determined. He's definitely not coming off like, like J.J. did. They, they say that uh, x-rays for Dean came back negative for fracture, so there's nothing broken. Well, that is a definite positive because uh, he's been a bright spot for us, even though there's been brighter bright spots. Whitehead. And and, uh, Whitehead's been one of them that's been a bright spot. And Vernon Hargraves and Carlton Davis. Honestly, that's my guy so far. Justin Evans is waiting to come back. We do, but I'm not really worried about Justin Evans. Like, screw Justin Evans. Like, nah, bro, I think he's going to – when he comes back, he's man, he's on injured reserve right now, though. He, yeah, he is. He's he, on injured he, reserve. But I think he has till week 10, I think, yeah, or something, yeah. 11 or something like that. What are the chances of him and JPP coming back that last part of the season? But, see, you're looking at him like that X factor. When I look at Jordan Whitehead and I see him flying around, I'm like, all right, we already got our free yeah, safety. Justin like, Evans ain't done nothing I'm good. Like, year, Justin he, Evans can take his planner fasci Liz Frank-itis and go sit on the bench for all I care. Like – it's death, but bro, you ain't played football in that long. Ain't like he coming out there like Troy Polamalu, man. He gonna be rusty, bro. Yeah, he's not gonna be John exactly. Lester showing up. Like that's Ed oh, Reed man. coming off the bench. There you go. Hey, 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 you can't be putting you. Ed Reed out there like that, man. I'm just saying, it's not like it's you different. got Ed Reed coming off the bench yeah. from his Lidge Frank injury, and you know we got freaking Justin Evans that had a year and a he half kept, of decent football. He kept football. telling me it was a Liz Frank injury. I'm thinking he talking about them damn stickers from Lisa Frank. Yeah. He's so stupid. Hey, Ed Reed will come back after a bullet shot, man. <laughs> Being attacked by four pit bulls. Yeah. Sean Taylor didn't. Oh, well, that was different. Bro, that was. That's oh. cold, man. <laughs> hey, I'm done with the show today, man. He, he wouldn't have <laughs> said that. How cold? Ice cold. Y'all talking about bullets in Miami players, I'm just saying. You had to go there, dog. Come on, I know. man. I, That's wrong, man. Sorry. I really love Sean Taylor. Do you joke about too, Tupac so. like that? <laughs> it's because of the uh, the Sweetwater beer. That's what that it was. Eddie's feeding me. That's yeah. <laughs> Gets me all talking and Blame stuff. Blame it on the beer. Blame booze. it on the beer, man. The beer, that beer of mine really comes out. You start just picking off. It, that's some players. good stuff, man. When you take a beer, you 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 take a nice chocolate stout and you mix some hemp into it. That's a good beer. Like that's a good damn that beer. That is a really good beer. And then you add another one on top of that. They go down smooth. So game breakdown. We obviously uh, feel the the Bucks have the advantage in this one. Are we going to do our? Uh, yeah. Our, our. I feel like if I was talking about a Miami Hurricane player here, you'd have more interest in my beer. Just saying. Probably a little bit. Whose phone is that? That is not mine. It's not phone. They're yelling out there. Well, they are really loud. They yeah. need to quiet down. They're coming out from Munchies, boy. They had them cervezas in them. Margaritas or something. They're getting it. That really threw me off. I thought somebody had an episode of the Family Guy going off on their phone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, drink another beer, man. Hey, so so you think the Bucks are going to win? Uh, I do think the Bucks are going to win, but do you, you want to go into a little more depth breakdown than that? So you're calling the first Bucks win of the year for yourself. I am, but uh, maybe against, we can, against maybe we can string it along for like fifteen minutes and maybe have a little content here, and we can break down this game a little bit more. All right, well, break it down. Let's break it down. Well, first off, let's start with the big news of the whole of the week right now going into this game. We're going against three. a rookie, and that is the start of Daniel Jones getting his first start of Who? the year for the benched Eli Manning, which we just talked about a little bit earlier. So, and we went over the stat of one in ten. For rookie quarterbacks going against the Buccaneers, um, what's next? Running game. We talked. We just had a conversation about Saquon Barkley. What do we say about, about Saquon? How we got to stop him, and the defense has to stop him, and all that good stuff. Okay. 
So you're well, saying you're saying we're done? We need to just no, just man. To pick the score. Well, we're getting ready to go into we the talked over about unders the after that. Over unders. That's what we needed to do. Well, uh, did you want to do the over unders or did you want to do the game prediction since well, we're doing the game breakdown? We can do whatever you want to do. Well, I, I'm ready for both. Okay, and that's why I was doing go the over unders. All right, we'll go game pre- predictions. All right. You want me to go first? Well, Since sure. I had mine first, you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, you already <laughs> mentioned it. All right. Fast forward into game predictions here. Okay. Game predictions. Um, I, I think the Bucks are going to win this week. I don't necessarily think it's going to come from us shutting down Saquon and Daniel Jones. I do think that Daniel Jones might have a halfway decent game and Saquon as well. I think he's stepping into a situation where he does have a couple elite weapons in Ingram and Saquon Barkley, and I think – that alone, he could put up some decent numbers. I do think we'll get to him a little bit and get a couple sacks, maybe a turnover, force him into one or two turnovers. Uh, but for the most part, I think he might be able to put a couple touchdowns on us and make this game interesting. I do on the other fact, uh, on the other side of the ball, though, in fact, think that James Winston, Mike Evans, both will have a huge game okay. this week. I think this is James's coming out party against okay. the Giants. I think this is Mike Evans' coming out party. Uh, I know... Uh, for myself and DraftKings, I will be having a lot of those two in my lineups because I feel like they're one of those type of plays that people aren't going to be on them a lot, and they haven't. You know, a lot of people in fa- in fantasy season long leagues are trying to get rid of Mike Evans right now for the craziest like trades. Like they're just giving up on Mike. No Evans. patience. No, no patience at all for Eddie's best player in the whole world. Uh, but I think th- this week is the week that they do come back, and and Jameis is a little more of a elite quarterback. I think he throws about three touchdowns. Okay, uh, that might be one of the over unders too. Okay. Uh, and I think Mike Evans has a huge game as well. Okay, so what what, what score are you taking? Uh, I will take the Buccaneers thirty one, the Giants seventeen. Okay, thirty one seventeen. Mark it down so you don't forget. Yes, thirty one seventeen. Good call. Good score. Good score. Eddie, what you got? What you got? I think the Bucks are going to come out and just blast the Giants. I really do, man. Revenge for 08. Oh, bro, I think they're going to come out and just whoop the Giants. You really do because you really do every single week. All right, well, here's just why. Just saying. Just here's saying. Why. This is three weeks in a row. I think they're going into their third game. It's a primetime game. It's Rondé Barber. Is it a primetime Ron- game? It's a 4 o'clock game. Well, I mean, that's not primetime. That's a prime. It's, it's still a 4 o'clock game. There's only, what, four games on? Three games? All right, well, I'm just it's the game of the week. I'm not being nitpicky. It's the game of the week, but it's prime time is night time. It's night time. Okay, it's, it's, still, it's a game. It's a game night, of the week. Man. It's a four That's o'clock prime game. Football. It's a, it's a four o'clock game. If All you right. ask prime time, if that was prime time, he'd be like, Nah, man, All right, well, it's not prime time. <laughs> hey, it's prime time for me, <laughs> man. Go to corral. <laughs> <laughs> it was Rondé Barber weekend, and I think the Giants are in a lot of trouble, man. Is Tiki going to be in the house? Tiki is going to induct him, or he's going to do the, the speech or whatever. Is that hearsay? Nah, man, watch. Is that facts? It's facts. Or is that coming from Eddie's It's coming source? from Rondé Barber. Okay. He said it in, uh, when, when they asked him about it. He said he was going to try to have Tiki do it. All right, so the Bucks are going to win big. What's the score going to be? 40-7. to seven. Jeez, Eddie's going out on a limb. Saquon Barkley's going to give himself a touchdown. Where you at, Craig, on this game? I know you're going to be humping our back. And that's def- hey, and they're going to get some defensive scores. I'm going to go 
Um, I'm gonna go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hold on, here. real quick. So defensive sto- scores, maybe I like uh, Vernon Hargraves, maybe running down the field, paying some homage to Barber with his vintage Eagles interception return. I say they get two pointing touchdowns. at his name. They might get a fumble recovery and a pick six. Okay. Mark the tape. Sorry, Craig. Go ahead. I'm gonna say the Bucks are gonna win, and I'm gonna go thirty-five. 17. Seems awfully close to my 31 17. I'm just saying. All right, well, I was going to go 35 14. No, it's fine. It's fine. All, right. All right, let's go ahead and go into over under. Well, at least you guys picked them this week, so that's good. And then we can end this party for the, the night. Uh, so over under the first one for this week against the Giants Daniel Jones, 250 passing yards. For Daniel Jones. I'll start this one off. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go 215. Doesn't really got a lot to work with um, besides Saquon and Evan Ingram. Um, he sounds like he's kind of dealing with the walking wounded when it comes to receiver core. No golden taste on that four game suspension. Yeah. Won't have him back for another two weeks. Um, so, he, you know. They they probably bring in their uh you know some fast popcorn guy from the stadium on the, on the team bus this week to try to have somebody out there to dress <laughs> uh, not looking too good for the receiving core. Uh, I'll go I, ahead and answer uh, the, the this one. Uh, I'm, I think he yes he he will get over that amount. Um, like like we've talked about earlier, the Bucks have not have a good good record against rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks like third or second string coming in with not a lot of game plan against. We did get whooped by Vinny Testaverde twice. We, we Yeah, we just don't have a good record against these guys. So I think they'll be able to move the ball, especially with the elite talent, uh, talent of Ingram and Saquon Barkley. So I will take the over on this one. And I'm going to say that Daniel Jones passes for I'm going to say he gets his first 300-yard game. I'll say 305. How dare you talk about our defense like that? Well, I mean, Cam Newton on a bum shoulder and ankle just passed for 333. That's Cam Newton. With no running game. So I'm thinking that. Cam Newton. All right, Eddie, what you got? 193. Under. I don't even think he gets 200 yards. All right. And and you might be right. You might actually be the closest on that one, actually. Uh, Next one, we'll stick with Daniel Jones and and his uh, start, and that is an over-under of one and a half turnovers. Now the Bucks have not been able to force too many turnovers. Yes, we've got the pick six from Vernon Hargreaves in week one. But other than that, last week, that three fumbles that we forced, but only one was recovered. So one and a half turnovers for Daniel Jones. I go over. I, I think he's going to give the ball up three times. A fumble and two picks. Okay, I'm just going to put three. Craig, what do you got? Over, under. I'll take the over at two. I'll, I'll play it safe. Uh, I'll also take the over at two. I, I do think that um, with the narrative that I have going here, and that is James Winston, Mike Evans get on track, the offense gets on track, maybe even Godwin gets in there, um, they're going to have to play back. They're, yeah. they're going to be the team playing well, back. I think it'll this, essentially so. help the defense out some too. Uh, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to throw the ball, and a rookie throwing the ball might be you know might throw some mistakes. So I'm gonna say over as well with two. 
Uh, next up is Saquon Barkley over under 120 yards. And the reason why we set it at 120 yards, we total looked at yards, earlier. Right? Yeah, that's 120 total. And that's about what he's been averaging so far this year, uh, give or take a little bit. So I set the market 120 total yards for Saquon Barkley. Eddie, I'll start with you. Um, I'll take over. I'll How say 130. Okay. I think he's going to be really the only thing moving for that team. So barely over. Um, Craig, what do you what do you say? I think you're going to take the over, so I'm going to take the under at 115. Smart Ooh. man. Smart man that knows me. Uh, I am going to take the over as well. I took the over last week with Christian McCaffrey. Bucks proved me wrong. I was very surprised to see that. Doesn't mean it can't happen twice like lightning can't ha- strike twice. Uh, but I think... I, th- I think it's a different beast. Sequin Barkley. Where you got guy. a little scat back. That's tough and, and, and muscular and, and Christian McCaffrey. The Saquon Barkley is like, a, like an Adrian Peterson Jr. You got like, Sue, Via, and William Golston in that middle. That I do agree, but Saquon can also uh, outcatch Christian McCaffrey. Yes, uh, that's where he's going to get his points. Christian, his Christian McCaffrey and outcatch guys like Kamara and stuff like that, So and Zeke Elliott. So that's where I think he's going to make his hay. I think he has about 70 yards rushing and maybe 70 yards uh, receiving or so, I 60 like yards receiving. So I, I think he breaks that 130 or so. Uh, and – you know, I was going to run right around 130 as well, Eddie, but since you're at 130, I will go 140 for a total. Just to let you know, Mr. He, he can catch better than all the people you just named. Yeah. For one, hold on, switch game, it switched on me. For, for this year so far? Yeah. Catching, he has. Not exceeded 30 yards. Huh. Okay. I'll also say that he's also played a couple better defenses. Mm, slightly. At that point. But did you look at his stats for last year? Or was it last year's last year. Last year is last year, but he's a little better than he was last year, and he's a freak. So I'm Is just he saying, better than he was last year, right? Is he better? Is, is the he? team better? Is Are it, they? I think I think we'll find out whether or not they're better come Sunday. I think Who's with, his dietitian? I think with Daniel Jones, ultimately they will be better as a team. Um, and also, you got to remember, Golden Tate's come back in what two weeks? He'll be back, and he's a guy that Rusty. can probably. But that's maybe, not Sunday. But he's, a, he's a vet. He's a vet, so I think he could still catch you forty balls by the end of the year. It's still not Sunday against us, though. So that's all that matters. All right, next one up. Evan Ingram, a lot of people was expecting a big play from him against Buffalo this last week because he did come out in the first week and just absolutely crush. Um, But I expect him to come right back down or or actually come back up and crush again this week. Uh, So I set the over-under at 75 yards for Evan Ingram, who's basically – it's 1A in in Saquon and 1B in that offense. Like there's nobody else really. That's it, man. So uh, I'll go ahead and answer this one first. I'm going to take the over as well. Um, I think he gets about 85 yards. Not too much over, but I think he definitely breaks the over 75 yards. Uh, The passing yards, I believe, go to like – Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, and then like one or two receivers catch like two passes for like ten yards. 
a piece, maybe five yards, like nothing. Seven yards. Yeah, nothing's happening besides besides those two guys. Craig, where are you at? Over under seventy five yards for Evan Ingram. I'm gonna go over slightly. Um, I'm gonna say seventy eight. Eddie. I'm going to say under 65. All right. You just zigging because we're zagging? No, I was just trying to add up all of uh, your boys' yards and try to keep my over-under still on it by, what what I say, 190, 195? Gotcha. All right, moving on. Mike Evans is the next one on our list. He struggled the first two weeks. Like I said earlier, fantasy owners, people, if Bucks fans are looking at him, like, is he over the hill? Now, he was just proving to people, just, hey, man, sit back, relax. I want to see who's really on this team, who's really on this train, and we're going to take off. Well, honestly, I think what it, you know, just to delve in this just a little bit, what happened with Mike the first two weeks? He was uh, sick. First week, he's deathly ill and sick. Have you ever tried to just, like, go outside to, like, check your mailbox when you're sick? Like, yeah. imagine going and play football. Like, it it freaking sucks. And the second week, he draws a matchup which has not been kind to him in his whole career, and that is James Bradbury, one of the best man-to-man physical press cornerbacks there is in the league. And he still was able to do halfway decent, but Chris Godwin picked up the rest of the, the slack. But this week, I'm already calling it, so I'll answer this one first. I think Mike Evans has his breakout game this year, his coming out party, per se. People get back on track. Uh, so if you can, real quick, a little fancy tidbit, I'd buy high or buy low on Mike Evans. If somebody's willing to sell him for somebody like halfway, de- like halfway decent on your lineup, like get Mike Evans all day long because I think he's gonna, he's definitely gonna be a, a wide receiver this season that's gonna step up and come up big for the the Buccaneers in future. Uh, but for this week, I have him set at seventy five yards over under. I'm going to take the over. I think he smashes this week. Last week was Chris Godwin. I think this week it's going to be Mike Evans. I'm going to say he seven catches for 120 yards and a touch. Nice. So I'll just put an over and 120 yards. Craig, where are you at for Mike Evans? you a believer this week? Uh, is he going to get over or under 75 yards? I mean, that defense hasn't really been that great for the, for the uh, Giants. Obviously, giving up uh, 34 and 28 points respectively over the last two weeks. I think if there is a game for him to kind of have his coming out party, um, I, I think it's an opportunity for, you know, it depends on how much they use Chris Godwin, obviously, but, uh, you know, O.J. Howard, who's kind of been. He needs to show up. Yeah, he, he hasn't really showed up. He's kind of underwhelmed expectations of what a lot of us thought he was going to be so far this year. Um, I think maybe this might be a game where both of them kind of bounce back. Um, I could see. I, I think Mike Evans is going to break the seventy-five yard mark. Is that that's what the over yeah, under was? Yeah. And what'd you take? He said I took way over at one twenty and a touch. I'm going to do one ten. Eddie, where you at? Over or under seventy-five. Believe it or not, I'm gonna go over, but I don't think he's gonna get a hundred. What, what do you even mean? Why do you even start that sentence like that? Because Believe listen it or to this not. one. Believe it or what not. What are you walking on air? Like we know where you're going with my I say Evans. he's gonna go he's only gonna get ninety yards. Believe it or not. That's the one. Believe it or not. I'm not going to say he gets over 100. He's going to get 90. We're talking about Mike Evans here. He's going to get 90. Of course, we're going to believe it when it's coming out of your mouth. All right. Next one on the list is Jameis Winston. Threw one touchdown last week. 
very conservative, managed the game, no turnovers, just what we want to see, maybe a little bit more touchdown upside. I think it comes this week. I set the over-under at two-and-a-half touchdowns for the week, and that's total touchdowns, so this could be rushing or passing as well. Uh, Eddie, where are you at on that? Two-and-a-half over-under. I'm going to go ahead and go over. He's going to have three. All right, I like it. Craig, where you at? I'll take the over with three as well. I think we're all going to get on the same train. And oh, don't be don't be a follower, man. Go ahead and say four. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say three as well because one I said three before the show started, so I think I kind of subliminally. What's put that what about two point seven five? Does that count? No, I don't think you can actually do that. That's why I said it at two point five because it's either two or three. So I'm gonna go over with three. I think it's a big game for James Winston, and it's also his coming out party as well because it's starting out against Forty Niners. Three interceptions I last week, one know. TD. So it's, it hasn't been the quite the greatest uh, year so far for Jameis. So I think no, this game is the game in which he comes out and shows everybody that he has the hot hand. Next one on the on the list, speaking of hot hands, because he can't catch a freaking pass or hold on to a ball. O.J. Howard? O.J. Howard, <laughs> uh, 50 yards over oh, under. Craig, I'll man. start with you. I'm going to go over with 70. Eddie, where you at? Uh, I'm going to take the push, man. No, no push. No push when you have a, a bazillion yards you can choose from. This isn't one here or one there. This is literally 50 yards this what way. If, what if I think he's going to get 50 way. yards? 51 or, 50, or 49. What do you want? 51. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I really want 50 yards, man. Um, I do believe that this could be a game that, that OJ could come back and, and, and show out. Uh, and it very well could happen, but I got to lean on one side of the fence or other, and I and I tend to believe it's going to a guy that he's more comfortable with, and that's Mike Evans, and then Chris God Godwin. So I'm going to take the under, and I'll say 49. How about that? There you go. Last on the list, but if he gets 50, I win. Is not necessarily an over under, but a question in which we'll keep track of, and that is. Running back hot hand for this week. First week, we saw Peyton get the start, and then the hot hand of Ronald Jones came in and ran the rest of the game and was very successful. Start the second game of the week. Peyton Barber starts. Ronald Jones is sitting on his couch at home. He's not anywhere to be found. Like, where was Ronald Jones at at all in the second game? What is it going to be this week going into week three? Ronald Jones. Craig, what do you say? I'm going to ride with Peyton Barber just because I think he's going to be there and he's going to see his last name get put up in that ring, going to kind of give him a little motivation. Okay. Now, and his cousin Tiki's back there too. Since you guys always want to do these pushes and stuff, can I just go like, I think they're both going to get some carries? Like, I feel like it's not going to be the Peyton Barber show that we saw last week. No, but you got to pick one that's going to do better. And it's not going to be the Ronald Jones. Well, which one do you think is going to be slightly better? Whether whether it's slightly better. I'll I'll have to stick with Peyton because we've seen more from him. uh, And he's been a little more stable. Even though, again, can I pose that question to you guys? Like, where in the F was Ronald Jones after that performance that we just had from him? He didn't get any touches. He hardly got anything. If he, I mean, let me look, pull up the box score he had like real six. quick. But I, I really don't believe he got hardly any touches whatsoever. I think it was like four yards. Or something four like that. carries for nine yards. Wow. 
How are you supposed to get started? He had a long of 12 yards. So that means that he gained 12 yards on one carry and then lost a couple yards. And then man. lost like three yards. And then, yeah. I don't know. I'm it, not. It was very the good. camera angles, man. It the messed math, it up. But yeah, that, that's just. I don't know. I, I felt like Peyton Barber. He he did his thing. He he had a couple of nice runs. But how do you just get away from Ronald Jones like that? I don't know. Was he hurt? No, nah. we haven't heard anything. But how do you just get away from a guy and not even play him after the the game he had against the 49ers? I I just don't understand it. They felt they had a better hand with Barber, man. They just kept going with him. But real quick, before we get out of here. Do you want to do real quick going back onto the Carolina game and do the get the buck out of here? Oh, we did forget that. We forgot about get the buck out of right. here. Nominate him. Uh, this week, I'm going to go with Coach Arians at the end of the game and his call to him and Todd Bowles getting a confusion there at the end of the game that cost us. <laughs> the um, back-to-backs. Yeah, back-to-back timeouts at the end of How the game. How does that happen? Which went from a fourth and three to a fourth and like one from like the one and a half yard line. So it could have been a lot worse for the Bucks. Uh luckily Vernon Hargraves came out with a, a huge tackle against Christian McCaffrey on the one yard line and was able to hold him up from getting that first down. Not just the touchdown, but the first down. They could have had just another inch or so. They would have got a first down and had three more chances, four more chances at the end zone. So uh, my uh, get the buck out of here is to the the stupid play calling at the end of the game when i mean you got a minute and 21 seconds left you i mean what we're thinking as bucks fans we're about to go down and they're about to score and we're about to have to come back and rally and try to win this game with a minute and change left on the clock and you're giving away timeouts like it's it's candy to children like i mean to be honest with you i think if there was uh, you know and and it's hard to kind of give a a get the buck out of here in a win but I think I would have to agree with you on on all aspects. That I think the main, you know, player wise, I don't think there's like one person that really like messed up so bad to where you got to be like get the buck out of here. I think it was that little bit of confusion, like you said at, at the end. That doesn't happen, man. That's not normal. It's not supposed to happen. I mean, I could also say, um, going back to OJ Howard. I mean, yeah, we could say OJ Howard, but I mean, I mean, he wasn't really targeted or nothing either. So he wasn't really targeted, but that's also has to say something as well too. Got to. I mean, who was covering him, though? Luke Keekley? I mean. Yeah. But then again, yeah, I mean, we drafted this kid, what, 19th overall? For and a reason. Supposed we drafted to be, him for a reason. You're yeah, right. You're he's, right. He's, he's supposed to be so good. And, like, I'm just not seeing it. And that, that first week when he two games. won, uh, two games. the ball goes out of his hands and it gets intercepted and then he fumbles he fumble the ball. Um, and it didn't show me anything in this this big pivotal prime time game on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I you agree. know it's a little worrisome going in uh, going into the rest of the games. But you know this might be the game. Maybe that they get it all together and they start targeting him and and take advantage of uh, certain defenses. Maybe the first two defenses they played just didn't really match up against what they're trying to do for tight ends. Is more Chris Godwin because I mean so far if we had to give an MVP to halfway through the first quarter of the season on offense, it's got to go to Chris oh, Godwin. Godwin's the, Godwin's so far, the, the bright spot for in, sure in what he's done so far. So I agree. Okie dokie, folks. That's it. Buck that podcast. Any final shout outs? Uh, shout out to the Bucks for getting a win and stopping Christian McCaffrey. Something I, I did not even dream could happen. 
Hey. It was so awesome to watch. It was so awesome that at the end of the game, my my lovely wife decided she could not take this anymore and went to bed thinking the Bucks were going to lose because they were just going to score, it's thinking they were going to same old yuckaneers. And I said, nope. You know what? I got I got a feeling about this one. And then old Vernon Hargraves from Florida made that stop. So shout out to the Bucks for the win. I'm not gonna lie. I was on, I'm the, I was in the same boat with your wife. I was. I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm sure there's a not, lot of people that work. Good. I got to get up early. Even after those two timeouts, they're like shaking the head, like, oh, same old Buccaneers. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> they always find a way to lose a game. They always find a way to just Damn shoot themselves in the foot like Plaxico Burris. <laughs> now, that was a good one. Any Shout time? out to our sponsors, man. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to all the Bucks fans. That's yes. why we do it. Shout out our boy Tim over at Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Anybody needs some pest services around their house, you know, summertime still. You know, it's never really ever any other season but summertime in Florida. So hit them up. Keep them bugs in check. 941-556-9019. Again, 941-556-9019. And I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who continues to listen to us on Spotify and everything else. You know, always having a, a good, solid, consistent numbers on there. So shout-out to all our Bucks fans and everybody who Most know, definitely. tunes into our podcast. Yeah. We're always trying to get better every single week we get on here. We're doing a live show. You know, this is basically you know we get together every single week after work and we huddle together and we talk bucks football so it might not always be the best show but we're trying hard and we're trying to get better so you know if you if you got some friends out there that like the buccaneers you want to give us a shout out share us on facebook whatever find us on instagram twitter you know listen to our shows on spotify it'd be greatly appreciated all you gotta do is search spotify stlr media pop right up and uh give us a follow with that being said I'm your boy Craig for Zach and Eddie. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.